guys. Welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan tonight. Colin is, uh, you know, I think, what, in Florida playing uh, some 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 rock music of some yeah, kind? It's, it's a huckle suck fest. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Fest. Fest, yeah. it's called. Yeah. Eve 6 is playing. Colin's opening for Eve 6. He's going to choke on a rind and <laughs> eat him up inside, I would yeah. figure. Because... After he swallows his pride. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah. Um, as usual, guys, please follow Big Blue United Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at BBU Podbos of the Z on YouTube by the same moniker. Um, so, Dan, um, let's just jump right into it because we, we did win a game. Um, I'm sure that we were all just really looking forward to seeing Washington on the schedule. <laughs> I mean, so that we could feel alive again. If. If if that W for the famously named Commanders didn't indicate a win, you know what what would this season? <laughs> um, it, it the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the poorly coached Washington Commanders, I would say. I think Ron Rivera had some some strange choices during the game. Um, you know, you you live and you die by Sam Howell's uh, tenacity and, and freestyle skills. Uh, and they certainly died by him. I mean, uh, could you could you believe you know, his the, offensive the... line isn't great? Your your best friend Nick Gates. <laughs> hey man, um, I appreciated him getting in, into Xavier McKinney's face. That's the fire I missed. Not that he was good at football, but he had fire. He would he was yeah. trying to fight Aaron Donald. I'll never forget that game. You know. Yeah, Are the we, original uh, Belly Boy. The original Belly Boy. Are we having some communication issues here, or is it coming through fine? It's a little laggy on my side. It's probably my internet. All right. Well, whatever. Um, um, yeah, I was just weird because we had a, had a little banter and it was messing me up. Confused, bewildered, if you will. But um, if I look, if I yeah. look to uh, wait, <laughs> continue, Dan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I was just saying that uh, uh, Nick Gates is the original belly boy and probably why he has a, a soft spot in, in your heart. Yeah, I know I needed that. Um, but I love the I love the W this week. I think it's it's a it's a great moral victory. Um, I don't think it proves the Giants are a good football team, but if <laughs> I'm happy to, to have the W. I mean, after the game, the first thing I think you texted me was draft position, draft position, which of course is always on my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't like expect this team to you know even go into next year just losing out every game. Like it just kills the confidence. You know, I'm happy to see. No, a I little know. swagger, some stats being put on the board. I'm sure this was a great moral victory for these guys, even though like the output wasn't fantastic. Uh, the defense played well, but the offense was maybe good for one half. I think the Giants have put together two halves of good offensive football in seven games. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been brutal, but watching. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm broken. Are, so it does. I mean, and that's why, like, I, I'm a broken fan because essentially I got what I wanted out of the game before the fourth quarter. And in to me, definitively seeing Tyrod Ty as a better operator of this offense. And then um, still knowing that we don't have the answer on the team currently. And this is one of the historic quarterback drafts of all time and um, hoping to see us lose out. And when, when uh, Josh Dotson didn't catch that pass on the, or got to, got stopped on that, uh, the last play of the game there. Um, I was sort of disappointed and I couldn't help it. It's uh, my brain is not a fun place to be watching the New York Giants. <laughs> I mean, but a game like this, you, you, you can enjoy. And, you know, every time we play the uh, Washington football team, 
you know that the Giants have a chance, no matter who's yeah. playing a quarterback, whoever's around. And, you know, I, I think Eric uh, Bieniemy was the real MVP of this game for the Giants, making Sam Howell throw the ball 42 times. And they ran 17 times, letting the Giants get, I think, six sacks. Dexter Lawrence uh-huh. with two. Michael McFadden had a half. Kayvon had one and a half. Um, Leonard Williams had a sack. He had a blocked field yeah, goal. Yeah, I love the sacks. I mean, you know, it was just nice to just see your team succeed. And then you have to remember the Washington football team is on pace to give up the most sacks since I think David Carr was a uh, rookie on the Texans, which I think is a, if anyone is old enough to remember that season, yeah, was a, a, a shit show to say the least. Yeah. We are. It was. It, it tanked his entire career that, that season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just destroy your confidence, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So where are we? Um, yeah, the defense I thought was super fun. I th- it seems like they're gelling into something formidable. Um, they've been playing great the, the past couple games. Uh, love to see Kayvon and Dexter. And again, my broken brain was like reluctantly happy for Leonard Williams, even though <laughs> I want him off the team. <laughs> Uh, so bad so bad but uh yeah. yeah linebackers continue to play well yeah uh and Deontay Banks looked great I thought that interception was was awesome um, I mean that was a beautiful that he play sort of was playing in space and might have baited it a bit yeah um and he seems to be having fun like he's he's consistently matching up against good wide receivers um and not getting embarrassed I mean Terry McLaurin is I think is an underrated wide receiver in the NFL and he got his yards and he made some good catches, but you know, he didn't score any touchdowns and he didn't, he didn't destroy us. Like, uh, you know, he could have, and he, and they tended to do last year. Um, so still feeling really good about Deontay banks. Um, yeah. And you know, we can, uh, turn our attention to the offense, I guess a bit. I think we should address, you know, Tyrod, his, his operation of the offense and, you know, Saquon and, 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 the wide receivers and Darren Waller getting involved. Um, it's just, it's just wild to see what happens when you throw the ball past, you know, six or seven yards, what can happen. Um, I think the giants going into this game had two, yeah, that first plays, half was pretty enjoyable. Two plays of 20 yards or more. And then in this game, they had nine plays of 20 yards or more, which is, that was the best part to see getting Jalen yeah. Hyatt deep twice. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, Saquon had his moments, 3.2 yards of carry. Mm-hmm. The run game really wasn't working. Um, but ty- give Ty- Tyrod Taylor the credit he deserves. You know, no turnovers, two touchdown passes. That throw to, to Waller and, and third and 12 was was a beautiful play. And, and I love yeah. to see, you know, him actually getting involved almost 100 yards and a touchdown. I, I was trying to remember uh, when the last time the Giants had a 100-yard receiver with, with a touchdown in a game. Do you know when that is? Because I could not find it on the internet. My guess is Odell Beckham. That's the best guess I can have. <laughs> Wait, you really couldn't find it? I like could not the, find the, the info. Didn't, nope. They didn't keep records nope. like that last yeah, time it's, it happened. It's, yeah. it's, too, it's too long ago. <laughs> I had to go to internet archives for that. It must have been you? like... I bet it's like Steve Slayton. Or, or not Steve Slayton. Um, Darius? I don't know. Darius Slayton probably like a couple years ago. Or something. Steve yeah. Smith, Hakeem Nick, um, something like that. Either Steve way, Slayton? it's been... Steve Slayton? Yeah. Uh, he was a uh, running back from Michigan who got drafted by the Houston Texans. Right. And he was like a shifty guy, but he didn't yes. really work okay. out in the NFL. Yes. Wow, I can't even remember that. 
it's yeah. just wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that, I, that was like that was like 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, I remember drafting from a fantasy team one year. It's probably why I was there. Um, but anyway, like I think we need to to give the offensive yes, line of some credit here too in this game, just because you know what a patchwork of dudes this is at this mm-hmm. point. And it might have been the second most competent offensive line play I've seen this year. Obviously, Tyrod got sacked four times. It wasn't great. Chase Young is a good player. He got him twice. Um, but ultimately, it's not just the line. I think Tyrod makes his line look better than Daniel Jones can uh, make a, a more you know well-versed line that he had in front of him the first few games of this year. Did not make them look good. Tyrod is making the scrubs look good. Um, I just don't understand how, after the end of this game, you can ask Brian Dable how there's not a quarterback controversy and, you know, really look at him in the eye and say, no, there's not one. Daniel Jones gives us the best opportunity to win. Does he? You can't. Are we watching a different game, Dan? I'm confused. I mean, I think it's 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 not up for argument based on what they put out on the field this season, who's the better quarterback. I think the other things come into play as far as the commitment they made to him uh, and the fact that Tyrod isn't a long-term solution and getting Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't even make sense to say it out loud because he's a fifth-year quarterback. It's not like we need to see what we got. Um, and I, I don't buy the the argument you see on the internet a lot by like the Daniel Jones truthers that are saying, well, he didn't have Saquon or he didn't have, I don't know, Tyree Phillips or something like, or Justin, like, <laughs> no, dude, there's a distinct difference. And Daniel Jones has not been doing the things that Tyrod Taylor is, is doing. Um, you know, I, I don't think Dable would ever say publicly, you know, that there's, you know, that's a question. Uh, I think he's got to like toe the company line and have those conversations in, in, inside. I think it'd be, people would be going absolutely insane if he said like, Oh yeah, like we're going to figure this out this week. Um, but uh, I mean, I, within the first you know five minutes of the game, it was, to me it was clear like this is an improvement at the quarterback position. Um, they just they're doing st- stuff differently. They're, they're processing. He's processing. He's throwing the ball downfield. He's taking shots, um, and plays aren't dying immediately. Um, he's just getting. He's, he's making something out of what he's given. Uh, what is the reason is for all... these these long balls, Dan? Do you think, like you know, because he's he's quarterback, they're opening up the offense more for him than they would for Daniel Jones, or is this <laughs> a progression more of like Jalen Hyatt is as has shown better things? You know, I think Daniel Jones doesn't throw the ball unless the guy is wide open, or fair like he's not he's not able to see like Hyatt's you know, getting off the line and, and seeing that he's going to have a step on a guy and then just throwing it up there, trusting him to get it. He's, you know, waiting and waiting and, and scrambling. And um, there's a lack of, there's maybe there's a little lack of trust in his wide receivers or, or it's just a lack of experience, but that's still not a good answer because he's a fifth year yeah. quarterback. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think the, to answer your question, I don't think the, the skill, the, the receivers are playing differently or more inspired because of Tyrod. I'm, I'm agreeing. But also yeah. when they're actually catching, getting balls that they can catch, that's going to yeah. motivate them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Jalen Hyatt, like getting the reason why they drafted him. And I know he's a rookie. I know he's going to take some work to be a fully developed wideout in this league, but do what he's good at. He's fast throwing the ball in our field. He is open and he catches the ball. I mean, 
when I was watching him catch those two passes, I, I just could like <clears throat> have flashbacks of uh, of Darius Slayton dropping every ball that has ever yeah. been perfectly put in his hands down the field yeah. over the last yeah. few seasons. <laughs> so I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's gonna drop yeah. it, and then he actually caught it. And then you know there was another ball like that he uh, that that yeah. that touchdown he dropped that in the was end zone very close in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks to be a dude who's gonna really open up your offense once other teams have the game plan for that once he really develops and once you actually start utilizing him to his potential in your passing game and whether or not you know daniel jones is the one to unlock it i i I doubt but tyrod taylor seems to have uh, already had a bit of a rapport from one game so i just don't see how you don't just let tyrod keep going you won a game you've been losing every game daniel jones had one good half of football I mean, may- maybe he has a shorter leash when he gets back. Uh, maybe if he throws another, you know, three unforced interceptions or something, or starts taking a ton of sacks again, you know, with all things being equal, th- then they have a, a real problem. I-, I don't see this like, I don't see Daniel Jones coming back and then automatically like being right or being better or, or be- I think it's going to be an issue the rest of the season. Um, and back on the, the Hyatt thing, I think, He's already surpassed my expectations of him year one. I think all we thought we we're going to get out of him was a dude to sprint down the field and like take a safety and cornerback with him. And then, you know, that was our dream, right? It was to Hyatt just to take two guys deep yep. and yep. then leave something wide open for Darren Waller. Yeah. He might've been exactly. doing that the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we, Waller we had some great passes over <laughs> yeah. the middle, you know? Yeah. But you know, not until Tyrod came, uh, has Darren Waller been catching passes. I don't know if that's a, you know, chicken or an egg thing, but to me, it seems like, you know, Daniel Jones was never getting to that read <laughs> for the first four games of the season. Um, I don't think he was capable of getting to that read. I think that's the problem. Daniel Jones is like a one or two read quarterback. And I'm going to stand by this. You know, he's just not – he doesn't have the mental capacity to to process a Brian Dable offense. You want to know why Mike McDaniel is having so much success in, in, in Florida is because – He's like into his head and like Tua is smart enough to understand these concepts yeah. and they're putting in these creative plays that are working and working to the players advantages around them. But I don't think Daniel, like how do you work to Daniel Jones advantage is that you like dumb down the playbook, which doesn't make which your offense yeah. anything. It doesn't make your offense like, you know, what you're looking towards Buffalo bills, obviously from where our coaching staff is coming from our GM is coming from, you know, you expect that sort of offense, that dynamic sort of, offense where your quarterback is you know sort of a, a riverboat gambler i hate to use the phrase <laughs> a guy who'll run downfield with some with some chutzpah but like yeah. the giants just can't do that with daniel jones because he can't process things as a passer like josh allen does and like the whole offensive offense that they were trying to implement is just hampered by him and i think that they get to open it up with tyrod taylor a little more and i think that's why, that's why we saw like some more big plays I mean, more big plays in this game than the entire rest of the season combined. Um, yeah, I, th- I you think know, at least doubled them. Uh, the, yeah. the number of explosive plays this game was, I don't know how they define explosive, but I, I heard it was like something around like seven There's or eight. eight. There were eight 20-yard plays in this game right. as opposed to the Giants had two 20-yard plays the rest of the season. A whole season? I thought it was like yes. they had like 10 the, the whole, whole season. Oh. All right, well, that's pretty atrocious. Yes, um, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Every week we say, like, we don't know what else to say about this topic. I just think that this week was, again, you know, highlighting sort of the position we've been taking and making it less able for people to ignore the fact that 
something's something's wrong or rotten when when Daniel Jones starts a quarterback. I <clears throat> I know the Jets fans would rather see Daniel Jones than Tyrod Taylor this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, that should usually indicate who's the better quarterback, but in, in our twisted world, it's like uh, it, it doesn't work <laughs> that way. Um, uh, you know, Dan. Before we talk about the Jets, I do want to I do want to touch on the special teams this week was which was almost the killer oh, for this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like what really bothered me was that, you know, I'm watching this game and I see Jamison Crowder, who was a giant on the Giants practice squad. Sure was. A tested returner. The guys been doing this for years, you know, catching returns for the other team and, you know, not dropping the punt. Eric Gray has muffled three punts this year. He got hurt. <laughs> and then you have Sterling Shepard, who's never really been a punt returner, dropping a ball. I was honestly like sitting there watching Sterling Shepard back there to return a kick. And I was like, why don't you just get Colin's dad in the stand, bring him down <laughs> and return the kick, you know, like give me a break. Like this is where you want someone who's young dynamic with the football in their hands. Like someone who's fast and quick. Sterling Shepard is over the hill. And you know, the best part is that, you know, maybe he's in there just to catch the ball and fair catch it. And then he drops it. Yeah. And almost cost him the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, just having a guy to catch a punt, Shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, there's there there must be a number of people on the team that can do it. Like even if we don't have Jamison Crowder, um, it just again brings in the question like who's evaluating our special teams needs and who's coaching them up because um, it's just always it's always an issue and most teams don't have special teams killing them on a weekly basis like we do. Um, yeah, you know, feel bad for Shep. Uh, I think like Saquon had some good leader comments after the game where. People asked him about Shep, you know, dropping that. And he was like, it's not his position. He doesn't do that. He doesn't practice that. It's like, it's hard to catch exactly, punts. Exactly, though. Exactly. Like, um, you know, Eric Gray should probably be better at it if the, if that's his number one role. Uh, there's no excuses for that. But uh, there's got to be, you know, guys we can pick up off, you know, waivers that can catch a punt for us or, you know, whatever that guy. I keep wanting to call him Darrell Green Thompson. Who's that guy we got from West Virginia that, that I was in love with? The wide receiver that is like six foot four and ran like oh, four uh, three, but can't 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 run sideways. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he only he only ran a vertical route from one side of the field. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. His last name starts with a W. Uh, Wheaton, Wheaton, Brandon Wheaton. Yeah. Some I don't, I don't, yeah, it's I don't it's up hyphen it anyway. Um, for a guy I talked so much about, you know, only a few months ago, I can't believe it. I don't can't remember his name. Anyway, maybe he can just catch a punt and and not do anything with it. Like let's <laughs> go straight. Or what? Get, what is? Can Paris Campbell catch punts? Like why? Give him the Bobby Boucher play. Bobby yeah. Boucher play. Uh, yeah. Why can't Paris Campbell Campbell return punts? It's ah, a great question. I mean, he wasn't involved in the offense at all. They put Darius of. Slayton back there. They did. They did. Yeah. And, you know, he he'd probably muff every punt you ever you ever got to. <laughs> yeah, him. yeah, the guy that famously can't catch anything. Yeah. <laughs> He had, did he have, I think he had one good catch in that game, though. Yeah, yeah, he did. No, he, he, I think, might have had more than one. What do you have? Uh, let me see, I have it right here. Um, yeah, one catch for 22 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, he had one good play. I'm just saying, how did the Giants last year, like, roll with, like, Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins? That's your, that's your, that's your one two punch. Yeah. Daniel Bellinger. And then, yeah. the, the, you know, I think this is like, like really harboring inside of me that like I thought the Giants were going to have a good year because 
of, you know, the additions we made, like, especially in the pass catching group. And I love Jalen Hyde and Darren Waller. Darren Waller finally had a good game, but man, it has not been as I expected or I think anyone expected, but. No, I mean, this was, this was sort of the game you thought you'd get out of Darren Waller every week. Yeah. Yeah. Seven catches or 98 yards and a touchdown. Um, they're they're slow starting and uh, <laughs> they're they're coming to, to, to full form. You know, maybe we get Andrew Thomas back this week. And um, wait, I asked this in a text, and I don't know why no one's talking about it. What what is wrong with with JMS with John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? I have no idea. It's his shoulder, but why why don't we know like his timeline? Like why is this uh, not well, considered I, I like read, a critical thing? I read two weeks from today. From today, so yeah. that'd be like a five week injury. He's been out forever. He's been out since like, I mean, Andrew Thomas has been out since week one, hasn't he? Yeah. But you hear about him every week. I don't know why we're not hearing yeah. about, um, John Jacob, <laughs> Michael Schmitz. Um, yeah, those two guys come back. We should be in a different spot. We probably win some more games and, and get out of the top five. I think, but, I think um, Andrew Thomas coming back is going to be a, a huge turnaround for this team, especially, you know, if he's healthy, those hamstrings are like often tricky, they say. So if he comes back and he's fully healthy and he's playing at the, you know, the second team all pro level he's playing at last year, pro bowl level, whatever it was, uh, I think that gives the Giants like a lot more opportunity yeah. to, you know, run the ball. Number one, um, you have Justin Pugh can go on your left guard spot. So maybe like your left side of your line is all of a sudden a little bit more of a, of a force than it, it was before, you know, you signed Pew, whether or not he had a good game yeah. last game or not. I mean, he's not a left tackle. I think you put him at left guard. He's going to have a lot more success. He's definitely not. Not a left tackle. No, he had a rough time. He had a rough <laughs> yes, time he did. Uh, yes, this he did. week. Uh, Chase Young is a beast. Uh, and, and Pew, you know, can't do that. I don't think he ever could, but um, yeah, I think, I think uh, what's Glenowski, you know, had a decent game uh, this week. Maybe he stabilizes a bit. Um, and yeah, maybe Evan Neal progresses or they move him into guard. Uh, now that we have, I don't know, is, is Phillips going to play right tackle? He, he had a pretty good game. <laughs> um, that would be interesting, right? But at least they seem to, like, once they get healthy, they might have a tiny bit of depth, um, knock on wood. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it was a win. It wasn't pretty. We gave them a lot of opportunities to to score and catch up. Uh, the fumbles, the you know, the missed the missed pick six fight for Kayvon. That would have been oh that man, been epic. Dan, um, Dan, let me ask you. Uh, you have a four year old son, right? I do. Yeah, I have a four year old daughter. Could your four year old son have caught that ball? Because I think I think my four year old daughter could have caught it. He sure. has caught balls that were that yep. speed before. Um, so I, I think like one out of a hundred, he could have, uh, <laughs> I don't know about every time. <laughs> I think Raleigh, Raleigh one out of 10 could, could have caught that ball. Yeah. I think. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he was just thinking about what he's going to do in the end zone. Um, yep. cause it was yep. interesting. He was, he was probably got like a, a couple of half sacks in there when, when, um, when Dexter was collapsing the pocket and sort of getting the quarterback and he would finish him off. And while like everyone else was like dancing and celebrating, like Kayvon was like just back to the line. Cause I feel like he, he thinks he has to prove something. Um, he does. So, he does. I know, he does. But he, I think he's also, you know, he's doing, I think he's doing, I'm satisfied with his play, you know, at this point in the season, I feel like he's, he's come up. He's, he, he's 
he's not a negative. He's, he's, I think he's having more and more impact every week. Um, but you know, he wants to like have a breakout game. I think he needs like some sort of extra special performance to, to really get him in the zone. Um, I mean, you could argue he had that one last year. Uh, yeah, you know, that was that a stick fumble, yeah. Yeah. fumble touchdown. I mean, yeah. that was a great game. Uh, that was yeah. what I considered his coming out game. I, I think he's he's trouble just because you know Aziz Ujulari just can't stay on the field. So if you have extra blockers, you know you're going to Dexter Lawrence. You go to him. There's really yeah. you know anyone else you have to really account for on the Giants defense. Yeah. You know you might think they you know this is probably why Wink you know often sends Pinnock you know blitzing off the side or, or Karake as well as an extra blitzer. Yeah, because it brings them more dynamic because the Giants can't get pressure with yeah. you know the the front four. Um, no. especially with Aziz out. I don't think, you know, if he's ever going to be healthy again. And then, you know, you see a game like this where the Giants really did get pressure. They really had like a lot of fun. You know, it was re- really great to watch Dexter Lawrence get two sacks. You know, he plays so well beyond the stat sheet that I think to see him get some numbers was was fun, you know, yeah. for me as a Giants fan. So just just getting into that, it, 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 I don't remember what I did. I lost it. It's all right. No, I, I I think, I think where you're getting at is like, there are a bunch of individual performances starting to, you know, crest at the same time. Uh, I, I feel like the defense particularly are starting to like figure out who they are and who the new guys are. And like how Kara K is playing good every week and Michael McFadden's playing better and better every week. And I think uh Kayvon has like ultra high expectations for himself. Um, and he's very sensitive is what I gather as well from all like the, oh, yeah. the hating that's been happening to him. So I don't think, I don't think he's playing up to his standards and I think he's playing a little tight. I think he's got to, he's got to loosen up a bit. Um, and, get some and swag. Get his swagger back. Yeah. Some swag. Maybe stop wearing those, those weird like eyeglasses from like 1997. Uh, <laughs> those things creep me out, man. There's like a weird, like yellow tint to him. It's like Mr. Busey glasses. I don't um, really get men's but, uh, style at all. I think just like looking at, they're like, oh, look at everyone's I mean, fit. Like, like, the game. like, are you talking like celebrity style or like at like regular like human? No, like like style. like dudes, like NFL players, like they show what they're wearing. Oh yeah, walking into the stadium. Wild I mean, stuff. I don't understand yeah. what's happening. I think it's just like the most expensive stuff you can buy, uh, or like designers. Does that give make them it? Stuff. That means it's good, though. Does that mean it's good? Uh, n- no, but it gets clicks. It clicks of money. Oh man, I hate the world. Yeah, do all this social <laughs> media clicky thing. Yeah, I'm done. Um, yeah. but do you want to talk a little, a little Zach Wilson? Um, yeah, Zach Wilson, get ready, buddy. Does he got your mom's phone number or? Does he need your mom's phone number? He's pretty. He's he's like a pretty fair player, right? He's he's open to any kind of lady, right? Um, I mean, you know, I've heard. Uh, you know, he's uh, Taylor Swift might be up there, but he's more of a Donna Kelsey kind of guy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he, I think he's staying away from my mom. Um, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is going to be a much more interesting game uh, than we thought a couple weeks ago. I don't think it's going to be necessarily like a high scoring game. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of difficulty putting points on the board. I think 
we're not going to be able to run. And I think they should probably throw the ball a lot, even though, you know, I guess I don't know the health of their secondary. I don't think sauce played last week. Or, They're still uh, great without him though. Like they have some, some other corners on that roster that are very good. Um, and they're well coached too. Robert Soleil, you know, obviously coming from yeah. 49ers uh, yeah. in their Super Bowl runs. Like, he's great. I, I, they have a great defense. But, but do, you remember, do you remember the uh, the preseason when uh, the, when Hyatt was testing Sauce and they tested Sauce like three times in a row? I'm looking forward to part two of that. Um, well, I hope he plays. Yeah, sure. I mean, I hope he doesn't because he's the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But uh, I mean, I don't, at this point, I don't care. I just want to see a fun game. Like the Giants sure. are going to win the Super Bowl. We're not going to make the playoffs. You know, let's just let's just have yeah, fun yeah, with for it. sure, for you sure, know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think it'll be fun. Um, I think this is a less winnable game than the following week against the Raiders. Um, but it's not. You know, it doesn't happen a lot where the Giants get to play home against the Jets and yeah. <laughs> in yeah. season. Yeah. Um, they'll be. I'm actually going to the game, so that'll be my first game this season. I don't think I've been to an in-season Giants-Jets game before, so that should be exciting. Probably a lot of smack talk. I bet there'll be a lot of fights. No, uh, I, I, I went I went, uh, I went. with Colin and Sean and Kenny Rothenberger maybe eight years ago. So like, yeah. uh, And, man, the Jets fans, the Giants fans got along great. Oh, yeah? I met some, uh, some Jets guy. He was dressed like Jesus uh, with a green robe on. He poured some mystery liquor into my mouth. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Jets yeah, fans are more fun than Giants fans for sure. Oh yeah, well they're way know, more fun. Um, you know, I yeah, I like to consider myself a a man of dignity, not like a, <laughs> not like a Jets fan. <laughs> not so, like that trash over not there. Like the riffraff pouring a uh, you know Midori sour into my yeah. mouth because the only I, thing that's green that you can purchase. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> I went to a, a yeah like 10 years ago I went to a giant game on a Sunday this is before kids obviously with my wife or my at that time girlfriend and then uh we were just hanging out on on Monday and we're like oh Jets Monday night game home game is like 20 bucks for a ticket <laughs> like just spent $200 on a ticket to go to see the Giants let's go spend 20 bucks to see the Jets Monday night and she was like this is so much more fun I was like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it sort of is. It is fun. Live, yeah, no, the... Jets Giants games are the best, especially yeah. when you win. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's like a ton to analyze. Uh, their defense is, I would say, top three probably in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 49ers and Browns are definitely ahead of them, but you know, I think it's an argument who comes after. Um, so that's going to be a huge test for our offensive line. Um, hopefully, get a little bit healthier, as we we're saying, uh, and. It's super hard to analyze unless we know who the quarterback is because, you know, uh, I think we can expect Tyrod to continue to take what he's given and, and throw the ball downfield and, and and you know, manipulate the pocket a bit. And I think if Daniel Jones is in there, he's going to be running for his life again. And this is, like, probably a bad week to bring him back. It seems like the week, whatever, week nine against the Raiders is, like, a much better time to bring Daniel Jones back. Um it also could be really bad if Tyrod like lights up the Jets and, and we have like a decisive win. Um, but I'm here for that sort of uh, controversy as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts. I have two numbers written down depending on who's the starting quarterback. So I've seen Tyrod Taylor put up 14 points this year. So I can believe he could do that again. Um, I have not <laughs> seen Daniel Jones. How, how, many, how many touchdown passes Daniel Jones have? 
on the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Come on. I don't know. Give me a anyway, I don't trust Daniel Jones to put up 14 points. And I think that <laughs> Zach Wilson can put up a touchdown and they can get a field goal. So I think if Tyrod plays, Giants 14 10. If, uh, if Jones plays, I think uh, 3 10, um, the Jets win. Wait, That's how strongly wait. I believe. 3 10? We, we... <laughs> 3 to 10, Jets. <laughs> If right. Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the New York Giants. I, I love it. Um, all right, let's see. Daniel Jones, he has – how many touchdowns does he have this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, just, it's easy because I just passing. go to one – there's just one game where he threw touch. He has two touchdowns. The entire season. Yeah. It's And we're going into week eight or uh-huh. week nine. Mm-hmm. But he was all sacked right. uh, 20, 28 times. <laughs> Great, great. So I stand by my prediction. Um, I'm glad I have some more factual uh, basis to back that in. Um, always appreciated, Dan. Thanks for looking that up. But yeah, no problem. I don't see a solution for this team. I mean, you know what? Maybe we should start Daniel Jones so we can just lose every game and then, you know, get your uh, get your Caleb Williams, your Drake Maines, your uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., whoever you're looking for. I think the guy for you is the the quarterback from, from Washington because uh, his last name sounds like penis. I think that is going to bring you joy and hope for the rest of your life. Well, please share. What's his name? Um, it's I've like, it's like Penix. Uh, I've also been a little more invested in college football this year, just uh, by nature of working Saturday morning. At the it's bar. true. I think I feel like this season is uh, pretty fun, especially with you know all these quarterbacks. The always. NIL stuff has made it so much more fun. It it's has. so funny how – they like sort of like fought it forever, but really it makes it way more exciting in my opinion. Uh, God, I can't believe I can't. George <laughs> Washington Pennock. Michael Penix. Jr. Michael Penix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My Penix Jr. Throbbing, <laughs> throbbing away. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> A lot right, of potential man. there. Anything um, else you want to touch on tonight around the league or? Um... No, I don't think so. I think yeah, whatever. I think, I think, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Dan, it's been a fun time. Thank you guys for listening. Follow BBU on Facebook or Instagram. BBU Pablo's a Z on Twitter. And we'll be back next week to do this again. Talk some With, shit. Without Colin. Uh, yeah, talk some shit. Uh, hang out. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, uh, continue to send your emails. And uh, we'll take requests on guests. If you want any re- re- recurring guests, we'll see if we can get them on a few. Just send it to the email inbox at Big Blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to add me on WhatsApp, um, I'd like to send you some interesting propositions about um, this fund my friend in Nigeria mm. is trying to access from his uh, legal counsel. Yeah. Need a little help there, guys. So just send me your cash app. It'll be all fine. We'll also put a link to Colin's Amazon wish list as well if you want to see uh, <laughs> Colin Barney. That's how he gets all his clothes. That's it. Later, yeah. guys. <laughs>